0: Hi, and welcome back to our broadcast. My name is Brian Likens, and on this broadcast, we're looking in Luke chapter 8. This is where Jesus and the disciples are in the boat, and most of you have heard this told many times. It's also recorded in Matthew chapter 8, but this is where they get into the boat. They're going to the other side of the lake, and a storm arises, and the disciples are in fear for their life. Now, the fact is that the disciples are in this boat they're, the storm is rising. The fact is that they're in danger. Isn't it true? Yes, the, a fact is a storm is sinking the boat. The Bible says that the it, so much the water's coming in, the boat is beginning to sink. So there is facts that are involved here that, one, the boat is sinking. The disciples are in danger, a fact. They're, they're in danger of their life. It's a fact. But does the facts change? Okay, we know that it does because we know the end of the story and I'm going to read this here in a minute. But we know what happens in the outcome and if you don't know, just hold on, we're going to get to it. But facts are a temporal. They are, are temporal. They are a temporal truth because facts change. They are the state of something true, but it doesn't mean that it won't change. They are the state of something that is true in that moment. A fact is something that is happening right now in this moment. The fact is something is going on and this is what is happening right now. But the facts are temporal, a temporal state. Just because something is a fact doesn't mean that it's the truth or it is true for your future because it can and will change. Just like this is a simple example of your bank account. Your bank account may be low or at zero, or it may be high. This is a momentary fact because we all know that your bank account changes. At the, this moment, if you look at your bank account, it is a fact of where it is right at this moment, whether it's low or whether it's high. But the but the truth is, it's going to change. It will get higher It will get lower, but it's going to change. Your finances are always in a state of fluid, factual changes. This is always moving, changing from one factual momentary state to another. It's changing from a factual momentary state to another. It's always moving. It's always changing. It depends on what moment that you look at that account, and you can you can look at that in, in our life and you can, you can take that example and you can apply it to whether you're in struggling with depression, oppression, you're struggling with sin, you're struggling with, you, you know, you need healing in your body. You're at, yes, at this moment, you may be, your state of mind may be in a dark place or you may, you may be in the greatest moment of your life. Your body may be in need of healing. You may be at the best shape of your life. You may, your body may be in its best health, best health of your life. And you can keep it that way by applying the word of God, by applying the the right things to your body, by eating what is correct and right, not just eating junk food all the time, eating healthy, doing right things, doing some exercises. But all of these things are temporary. They're, they're temporal truths. So when we find ourselves in any situation, if we only look at the fact, then we're missing living by faith. We're missing the point or the opportunity that it is a fact and the fact can and will and is going to change. I guarantee it's going to change. So if you look at that and base your future on that one fact, you are not uh, basing your future on faith and trust in the Lord for what is going to come or the outcome. Because when you put your faith and your trust in God, when you put your faith and trust in the in God's word, it will change the momentary, the temporal truth, which is a fact. The fact is, your light, in your life, you may be in a situation that needs changing. But the fact is, it's in a place where you don't want it. And if you don't want it there and you know that it shouldn't be there, here's the hope and here's the promise that it can and it will change because it just because it's a fact, just because it is true in this moment, doesn't mean it's the truth for your entire future. Doesn't mean that that is the way that it's going to stay because if you apply something to that, it will change its situation. You can take an airplane that is grounded on the runway. And the fact is that that plane at that, that plane cannot fly unless something changes. The law of gravity says that that plane will not get off the ground. But if you apply a higher law, a law of lift and thrust, then when lift and thrust is applied, that plane defies the law of gravity or that factual truth that it can't fly because gravity is holding it to the ground. But when you apply lift and thrust to it, then it changes the momentary fact and that plane is in the air carrying multiple people, many passengers in the air across the United States or around the world, wherever it's going. And that fact is changing that the plane cannot fly, but now there's a higher law applied and because that higher law is applied to it, it changes the fact. And when we look in Luke chapter eight, let me go ahead and read this to you. In Luke chapter 8, starting in verse 22, it says, One day Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got into the boat and started out. Verse 23, As they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap, but soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water, and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Master, Master, we're going to drown! When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves. Suddenly the storm stopped and all was calm. Then he asked them, where is your faith? The disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other, when he gives a command, even the wind and the waves obey him. So they arrived in the region of the Gerasenes across the lake from Galilee. Now, Jesus asked them, where is your faith? Because they were in a situation where life seemed like it was at its worst. They were in a situation of a danger of death. And here they are, instead of having faith, they were scared and telling the Lord, Lord, we're going to die. But he told them, let's go to the other side. They were looking at a fact. A fact was there was a great storm. The fact was that there were waves rushing in and over into the boat. The fact was that the boat was beginning to sink. What were they looking at? They were looking at the the outcome was death. They were looking at this is going to end terrible for us. Instead of looking at we have the Messiah, the living word of God in the boat with us. We have the one who raised the dead, cast out devils, the one who has, has, we have seen the miraculous in his ministry. We've seen the hand of God on him, that he is God in the flesh. He is the Messiah. And they looked at him and they cried out saying, Lord, basically they were saying, Lord, you brought us out here to drown. Why didn't they believe that something was going to change? They were looking at a fact and, and in their eyes, that fact was greater than what Christ himself could do. They were looking at the temporal fact as this is it. This is happening right now. And this is the the our future. This is the outcome. But the truth was there was something or someone in that boat that could do like the law of lift and thrust does. And that is supersede The law that was in operation at that moment, there is a law that says, uh, I don't know what that law is called, but if you put more water into something than air, it begins to push the air out and the water is heavier than air. So what's it going to do? It's going to force the boat down and begin to sink. Maybe that's still the law of gravity working, but it's going to force and push that boat down. But there was a higher law in there, and that was a law of the living word of God, that could declare to something, something in this world, this natural world, it could declare peace, be still, be calm. And that declaration out of his mouth caused a fact to change that a sinking boat would stop sinking. And all of a sudden, the, the storm that is raging that in the natural would have to take its course. In the natural, it would have to run its course in the natural, now this is a word for somebody about, you know, when in life that it has to run its course, it's got, it, it started, it's got to finish its course. When God gets involved, the course changes. The natural course of something changes, whether it's a disease that has tried to attack your body, whether it's something that you have done, whether it's something you've gotten in trouble with or someone that you love has gotten into a court system and gotten in trouble and the court says that this is the the outcome, this is the, the course of, of how it's going to run and this is what's going to happen. That course can change and will change when the word of God is applied to it. But when Christ's word was declared over that storm, it changed the facts and it changed the course of nature. It changed the natural course of something. The storm no longer had to run its course to be calm and to be still. It stopped in that moment. Facts were yes, a great storm has arrived. Facts were that the boat is sinking. Facts were their lives were in danger. But the moment. A word came out full of faith and declared, peace, be still. Those facts changed. Their course changed. No longer were they, were they on the course of death. No longer were they on the course of sinking. There was a law that superseded that law, a higher law. The word of God being declared in the earth and faith. In that word, faith in God declaring a word caused something in the natural to change. So what's going on in our lives that needs the word of God to, to be declared over? What are the facts in our life, whether it's finances, whether it's healing, whether it's oppression, whether it's uh, depression, demonic influence, whether it's it's uh, something, a sin that has has caused an outcome that has destroyed relationships can the word of god be applied to it can god's word be applied listening to the voice of the holy spirit acting out of obedience on what he says to do can it change the facts in our life absolutely whatever we are facing whatever situation we're in now this is not just a you know a message of oh you're all you ever talk about is Everything's good and there's no bad and there's no wrong. There's a lot of bad in this world. There are bad things that we do, but God is greater than the things that we do or or because of our actions. God is greater than the outcome of our actions. Can God change the course of just because we failed or messed up? Can God not change that? Is there not a, a, a law of harvest, of reaping and sowing and weeding out? Just because we've sown bad seeds, is God not able to uproot or destroy destroy a bad seed that will to keep it from producing a harvest in our life? In the natural, we know this. In the natural, if we sow a a wrong seeds or we sow or weeds are sown in our, can we not pull them up? So, sown in our garden, can we not uproot those weeds? Can our harvest not be saved? Is God not able to save a harvest that is headed for destruction? Can God not save uh, our life from a from reaping a harvest? Do we have to? Do we have to reap? Do we have to reap it to the end? Something that we've sown. Then where does grace? Where does forgiveness come in? Where does God take? You know, it, the born again experience tells you that that you lived a life that you should be reaping death, but God gives you in turn life. The born again experience tells you that you don't reap everything you sow. It's not the the end result. It's not only the outcome. Yes, there is the law of reaping and sowing and we do reap what we sow, but there is a higher law. There's a law of God that says, if you come to God and you humble yourself, that God can and will change the results of your harvest. God can and will for anyone that comes to him and trusts in him and believes in him, puts their faith in him. God will change the result of your harvest. That in itself is the gospel and the born again experience that you were, your life was full of wrong seeds and, and horrible seeds and seeds that only produces death. But yet in the end, you have life. Why? Because of the price that was paid. Because the gospel of uh, of peace and the gospel of forgiveness, the truth of the gospel that declares that if you give your life to Christ, your life in the end will be eternal life. The gospel of Jesus Christ destroys a harvest that you and I should have received and should have reaped. So if God does that through the born again experience, doesn't he do that throughout our everyday life? If we apply God's word, if we put our faith and trust in him, if we obey what the Lord tells us to do in, in the instructions of his word, it will change a harvest. Obedience to God's word will change a horrible harvest. God is able to take something that's headed on a wrong path. You have a child that is going in a wrong direction and, and when God's word is applied there, when the power of prayer, the power of forgiveness, the power of hope, when faith in God is received, that life, that person that is headed down a wrong path, their life is changed and their end result changes, their future changes. That's the hope of the gospel. So whatever we are facing, if we apply God's word to it, if we get a hold of God's word, we repent, we change whatever we need to do. We just ask the Lord for forgiveness and we put our faith and trust back in him. Do you think the disciples at that moment were in faith? No. He said, where is your faith? You know, we get upset at each other if we ask one another, where's your faith at? We fit, Well, who are you to tell me where's my faith? Jesus is saying it's not condescending and in, in con- in condemnation. It's correction. It's saying, where is your faith? Don't you know me? Don't you trust me? Have faith in God. Trust in me. If you would have just had faith, you wouldn't be fearing for your life right now. You wouldn't be fearing or the the darkness in your mind wouldn't be the the vision that you have in your mind. Isn't you sinking and drowning or getting eaten by sharks? No, it would be that. The outcome here is, Hey, this looks bad, but there's somebody greater in here. There's somebody greater with us. So I don't know how to fix this, but I guarantee you he does. So whatever situation we find ourselves in, you don't know how to fix it. You're not sure what to do. Go to prayer, talk to the Lord, get into God's word, seek wise counsel, someone that leads you to faith and hope in God's word, not just tells you that, well, you know, you've, you've sown the seed. Now you're going to, you've got to, Reap the harvest. The Bible says you reap what you sow. Yes, it is a law, but there is a higher law that supersedes that, and that's a law of grace. Thank God for that law of grace that says that we don't get what we deserve. We get better. We get what God wants for us. We get what God desires for us, and he's given us grace, hope, and faith to hold on to his word, to come out of a situation, keep your trust in the Lord and watch that higher law supersede whatever is going in your life. Keep your trust in the Lord. You may not know how to get out of it or what to do at this moment, but put your faith and trust in the Lord and the Lord will bring you step by step an answer or someone in your life, someone to come to you with wisdom, someone to come to you with an answer to it that you did not have. But put your trust in the Lord and watch God move. Amen. Let me go ahead and end this in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for working and moving in people's lives. And Father, we thank you, Lord God, that the facts do change and the facts are not the uh, eternal state of which we live. But God, they are a temporary truth. And when your word is applied, it supersedes those facts. And Lord, we thank you for moving and working in people's lives who need facts to be changed at this moment. Lord, there are people that need facts of of, uh, sickness in their body to be changed. Lord, there are people that need facts of relationships that are broken and destroyed. And in the natural, there's no way to repair it. But God, you are the fixer and the repairer of paths to dwell in. You are the restorer of broken bridges. You are the restorer of broken relationships. You are the restorer, Lord God, that only you can restore in situations. You are the only one in the natural. We cannot do it, but Lord God, you can. And Father, we thank you for helping people to put their faith and trust in you, not give up, not quit, and not back up in the name that is above every name, the precious name of Jesus. Amen.